Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I'm Angel. I'm Adon. And we're going to be doing series reviews. Marvel's Hit Monkey. Yeah, I think you'll like the the tenth episode. Spoiler alert, y'all. So Marvel came out with Hit Monkey on Hulu. No one saw that coming. No. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, I was a little surprised because why would it bring it on Hulu if they have Disney Plus? Then I saw the episode. Oh, you didn't know about Hitmonkey beforehand? No. Oh. I did not know about Hitmonkey beforehand. Oh, I knew about him from Deadpool See, and Spider-Man, I admit, actually. He looks, sounds familiar, but I missed it. I'm surprised. Now, this is Marvel's second, I believe, series on Hulu since Marvel was purchased by Disney. First that came out was MODOK. The claymation animation and then this and again this came out just around the same time or if not the same week weekend of cowboy bebop yeah, no it was the same week the it was just a few days before bebop okay now it being on hulu gave it more freedom because it is not exactly the disney brand it does not follow the disney brand there's cursing here yeah no thing ultra violence yes i was like holy crap i was like yeah this is why they can't be on disney so i was gonna say like if modok wasn't a good sign that like hulu is a good platform for our material hit monkey is definitely uh is gonna explain that because a lot of people were like oh disney's not gonna do our material because you know it's disney and i think they're using modok hit monkey and like smaller projects to be that beta test on hulu to see how well it does because hulu also has like the other franchises like from Fox, like uh, Legion, uh, the Runaways and so forth like that. But yeah, kids, this is not for you. This is going to be for the adults. It's much I mean, more mature. I mean, granted, there is no sexual content. Yeah, no nudity that I remember. All it is is about ultra violence. violence. And revenge. Yeah. It's, it's about is a, a revenge story. I like the voice acting. I was glad to hear Ted Lasso. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis. I did not know he was in it. And then I was starting oh, to watch it. I'm like, damn, his voice sounds familiar. I knew because I saw the preview for this and I told you about it. And and I recognized the voice. It was, you know, Jason Sudeikis doing the voice of the hitman that befriends the monkey. And then you have Olivia Munn in it. And I kind of like that this takes place in Japan. Well, I think that's also because of the, the breed of monkey that he is. No, true. But what I'm saying is like the actors that played oh, yeah. the characters were Asian. Granted, Olivia Munn doesn't sound Asian, but she's Asian. Yeah, that's true. Where everyone else did have that Asian accent, Japanese accent to be more precise. And of course, Jason Sudeikis is playing a white guy. I love the fact towards the end of the season, who they brought in. You had Lady Bullseye. Oh, awesome. I thought you were going <laughs> to... No, they just Silver brought in Samurai. so many deep cuts. Silver Samurai. And in one episode, they they on a newsreel, AIM and MODOK is not mentioned, but displayed. True. There was uh, the Fat Cobra. Yes. They, yes it, who was, I, like, I didn't even know about his character. I remember Lady Bullseye. It took me a minute to remember her. But then Yukai. Well, I, recognized her, I recognized her right away when she put the mask on. Mm -hmm. When she was throwing the hairpins, hitting everything. I was like, that's Lady Bullseye. And then when she put the mask on, it just confirmed it. Okay. That Cobra, the guy, the, the guy in the pit, right? Yeah. Right. Isn't he from Iron Fist? Or am I wrong on that? Uh, I want to say he's Shang-Chi. Mm -hmm. I think he's a character from the Shang-Chi uh, Master of Kung Fu uh, comics. We'll double check that. But granted, now we just finished talking about Cowboy Bebop and how good the anime was. 
in comparison, the animation here sucks. Yeah, uh, okay, so, and that was a trippy thing, because when I watched this, the first episode, okay. it reminded me of the animation style of Archer. Similarity there. It's not it's not die hard to it, but it felt choppy. It wasn't smooth. Yes, they're like uh, 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 Right except it, for the action scenes that got smooth true when they talked or When they walked they felt like they were missing a couple frames and that took me out of it a little bit because I'm focusing on that I'm focusing on the choppy movement story great acting great yeah, action actually, the story is really crisp. When the action happens, yeah, it's like, oh, the granny, the old woman. Oh, my God. That's oh, a perfect what? example. For those who haven't seen the show, just get to the point where he, uh, there's an old woman that has to do some fighting. And you're going to be like, this show is about this. It's like the second episode. It solidifies what you're going to be entailed to for the rest of the season. There was one point where I was like, oh, my God. And it's with the animals fighting against each other. Oh yeah, the little one that got hit with the rock. Mm -hmm. Dude, I just, I just broke my heart. Playing enough, it did have some uh, emotional moments that they were able to pull uh, yeah. off. I mean, you can see because you have, you know, Hit Monkey boy's gone through a lot. He lost his whole tribe, which is essentially his family. And he had another one, and then he realized that he went down a path that he can't return. And so him and Bryce, name, you know, they have a bond. You know, he finds out that like that's his family. Well. Not just with Bryce, but also with Olivia Munn's character, who he befriends later, you know, early on in the beginning episodes. Wait, did you finish uh, Hit Monkey? No, I'm on episode. I just finished episode nine. Okay, so you're one episode away. I'm not gonna put any spoilers out for you because, well, it's only thirty minutes, but there's still there's some curveballs in that last ep uh, episode. So I'm going to leave oh, that. Really? Yeah. The the fun thing is, like I said, I got familiar through his character from watching like Spider-Man cartoons, which they would occasionally have like Deadpool involved. Mm -hmm. And I want to say there was a, and then there was Spider-Man Deadpool comics where they like co-opt. And there was Now a, I remember him. Now I remember him now because I'm, now I'm thinking of the comics. Yeah. With Deadpool. And uh, I'm looking at the, I'm, I'm, I, I can see a cover that he's jumping in. Yeah. And it, like Hitmonkey was cover. one of the few characters that Deadpool openly admits. He's like, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'm afraid of this guy. And, and like Spider-Man thought like Deadpool was killing all these other people. And he fought Deadpool. Yes. And he's like, no, and he's that's Hitmonkey. He's like, I need to leave town. I remember that issue. I've honestly learned more about Hitmonkey in this show than I did in that comic, but it was a fun concept and I'm like, wow. And then when they did this, I'm like, if they do continue it, that'd be cool because now they can just bring in other characters and fun loving characters like Deadpool and stuff like that. And I think it will be interesting. I, I probably have an issue or two with Hitmonkey, but it's just been so long. I probably have the issue that I'm flashing in my head right now while we discuss this. Now I'm like, I'm not going to go through and look for it. I'm not going to look for it. I mean, yeah, right everybody, like, right if you're now. looking at the sword behind us, you can see some of the faces. Like over my shoulder right here, that's Bryce, the ghost. There's a lady bullseye, which that's a deep cut alone. Followed by Yukai. I didn't even know her. Oh, Kiko right there, Olivia Munn's character. George Takai's character was this one next. Yeah, that's this guy right here next to Silver Samurai, which also was a fun pull. He's like, I'm the hero of Japan. I've been here all day. I need some ice cream. See, now you're just saying lines from episode 10 because he didn't say that in episode 9. My bad. So I'm going to stop no, referring right. to anything that possibly could be nine because I might mix those two up. So yeah, and he had, then you have the fat cobra right there as well behind mm -hmm. you or between us. And they had the uh, bonsai. I don't that even know if that's a combo character or not. I feel like I don't he know, is. But his, 
but his death. Yeah. And he was, he's actually a threatening character. He felt like a threatening character. He felt, yeah. And he went, he went away too easily. I think, especially when like he had like, it's like he had a connection. He was part of the bonsai. So that bonsai was getting cut or broken. Like he, he was like getting affected too. True. I think it was like a source of power or something like that. Because remember, like he, his eyes would glow. And then when he chopped down his own bonsai, his eyes stopped glowing. He had that weird wood vein. So I think he was connected to that one specific bonsai where hit monkey stabbed him. Oh yeah. I was surprised in a way that's where they went. Cause that was, that's a pretty violent spot. And then he committed seppuku. No, I understand that. But when it says like the beginning of his downfall, he got stabbed in an opening right in the ribs, like, which is very of a vital part. And then of course they, they charge at each other and hit monkey slashes his midsection. And then he finishes it off by committing a uh, harikiri or a seppuku on himself, you know, cause he's still on the way of honor. I mean, of comparison to all the other deaths that happened there, that was actually pretty yeah. small. I'm just saying like, where they showed the initial hit they were detailed with what they were doing it was just weird because like and like and like i say i stand by i think they did it for budgeting because i have no idea how much of a budget they had but those accident sequences definitely had the smoothest animation versus everything else and i've seen that in anime before uh season two of one punch man is notorious for this season two was regarded as being the worst season in comparison to season one because uh, people noticed that the animation wasn't holding up except for when they got into the fight scenes and even at that at some fight scenes they were it's because the production company was cutting corners for profit which makes sense possibly oh i did like where the communication between animal to animal that we oh you get the subtitles granted you know a monkey and a cat talking they would not understand each other but they did i just did it i did kind of appreciate that nonetheless and i like that you see that hit monkey is trying to avoid this life of violence yeah yeah he did it initially because his tribe was being killed wanted revenge Revenge. but you could see he bears guilt so even the ones that he's killed and he knows they're bad people there's a point where he learns that even though they're bad people they still have lives they still have influences like when he killed the general and he goes to the general's house and he sees like the kid's photo and he you see him spiral like from ups and downs but then you see that he embraces it. Yes. Yeah, he, you're seeing that progress. It, but you see that but he embraces it a little bit too much until episode, at the end of episode nine, where he, where we find out all that has been happening was set up by one guy, the uncle. I mean, I don't know, episode 10, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying from episode nine, at the end of it, we assume it is the uncle. So I will say this, his character has had, both his character and Bryce's character in actuality have a huge amount of growth. Hitmonkey? Yeah, Hitmonkey. Oh, yes. And uh, and we're we're gonna continue saying Hitmonkey because he doesn't have an actual name. And so Hitmonkey has a huge amount of growth, going from a wild, not just being a wild creature to a creature that can technically function in human society, which is so weird. <laughs> but they do acknowledge they live in a world of mutants, of superpowered beings, because they even refer to Silver Samurai as a mutant. Uh, so there's definitely superpowered beings, mutants, and whatnot. So I guess a talk, he's not even talking. A, a walking monkey in a, t- in a suit with a, a katana probably isn't that outrageous. You see the emotional growth. That's where his character is really strong at. What you see also with Bryce, we see his backstory. Yeah. And in, like in episode eight, how, not how he became 
a hitman, but more of what led him into that lifestyle. And more importantly, what emotionally built him into the character right. that we see. Because when you first meet him, before you even know he's a hitman, you can tell he's emotionally not stable. He's like he's struggling to make connections with people. Yeah, and just, well, he's a dick. He's well, a dick. He's a dick, but he's like he's he's also like at the, like when he's first talking to people, he's like he's like it's, I'm part of a program. I can't talk about much, but like it, it has these initials. I'm trying to open myself out. I'm I'm trying to be more honest. Talking to the bellhop, he's like, you guys want to hang out? We can have drinks, and and they all leave. And he's like, I'm on my own again. Like you can see, he lives a very isolated and lonely life. Right. Again, the life of a hitman is not a life of luxury and uh, celebrity. Exactly. Status. Very, he goes about it the wrong ways, happened. but. Right. For that lifestyle, you have to be a little more callous to be isolated. Mm -hmm. And that relationship through or with Hitmonkey, he's getting that fulfillment. Yeah. Even though he's being a dick about it. Constantly. He's still, because, you know, he's a little narcissistic. A little. In the beginning. He's, he's pretty narcissistic. But no, he starts to become, then again, after like when he was into that circle of salt. Yeah, barrier that was hurting him, and that made him wake up, and I, I guess that made him made him relive his past. Well, yeah, it, it forced him to look at himself in a deeper way. Granted, the animation may not be all that good. The story itself is really good. Yeah, you have you have multiple stories going on. You have the story of Akiko. You have the story of the the detective. Oh yeah, that's right. They did. Detective was interesting. Her coming to her own from a, a girl from a small village that only had two cops, and she was one of them. So you have that aspect of her, and you have that story of, of Hit Monkey the story of Bryce. So you have a very good range of people coming together, forming a team. There Bryce. are some uh, like a team units, and we're not going to say who teams up with who to give all spoilers, but there is a... I just, a, a, I just, I just did. <laughs> I was trying to leave some surprises for some people. I will say one more thing is, that is, I did like. The music. The music, the opening credits, the... Well, not the opening credits, but... Every now and then they change the music up for the end credits, but when they, uh, it was like a Japanese theme music that they were right. having and it was just, it just worked. But not just that, but like how they also like introduced each episode. Yeah. They'll say hit monkey. It could be on a cutting board. It could be in snow. They'll give the title of the episode. That part remind me of anime. It reminded me of Dexter, oddly enough. Like when the, when he cuts into the steak and the tomato and it forms the Dexter from the blood. But that's always... The that was same. always constant. And this, in the in the constant. show, it's different. Each They find a new way to introduce it. Like Cowboy Bebop, they did that, the anime. When they gave in another intro of the title of the episode, it was done differently. True. Like Just like Cowboy Bebop, the music score was awesome. It, it, it fit right. Yeah, someone had a good musical ear. I'm playing out the sound score for this. I'm looking forward to season two, if they're, if they're going to do a season two. But you know, the voice of the monkey is Fred Tatuk's score. I said his name completely wrong. But he was he's done a lot of voices as the Hulk for a lot of Marvel projects. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. He's voice good with the grunts. <laughs> exactly right. He was in for other things. He was in uh, Kung Fu Panda, Team America. He was in the Animaniacs. He was in, oh, I want to see that one, Arcane, which is on Netflix. I want to see that. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet either. He's in Injustice. He's He was in Drax in, as what, in What If. Oh, okay. I can see that. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, that, that new one on Netflix. So anyway, Fred has been in a lot of anime. His main thing is like animation and video game voice work, voiceovers. Especially as like the big, really like Hulk or Sasquatch or mm -hmm. or even um Solomon Grun Grundy, 
He's done that for DC. Some of my favorite Justice League cartoons involve Solomon Grundy. So I'm looking forward to season two. I, I, I do like, hope they do a season two. And if not, that's fine too. But let's let's get this one over with here. So we are happy with Hitmonkey. We are both looking forward to season two if a season two is presented oh, very good series worth the watch i would say i agree with that i think that's it bro i think that we covered enough so guys let us know your thoughts on hit monkey and also make sure you subscribe and hit that like button until next time we'll be the next time i'm angel i'm adon love you bro love you